Hello and welcome to this week's French Football Weekly podcast. I am your host Chris and we're running out of weeks to talk about live actual football. So what do we do when that happens? We slam in a few awards, a couple of after show parties and maybe a player who was at a party when he probably shouldn't have been. But more on that later. Uh, first of all, let me introduce my guest this evening. It's uh, a full house and a hat trick. Uh, perfect hat-trick, some would say. Uh, coming in at the back post with a header, it's Mr. Rich Allen. Hello, Rich. Always known to be good in the air. Hello. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, it's a, a 35-yard screamer with a left foot. It's Mr. Jez Smith. Hi, Jez. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> and a cheeky little Penenka penalty from Phil. How are you, Phil? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> right. Uh, now we're all here, let's get into... The bits and bobs for the weekend. Uh, so that's where we're going to start. Um, as we know, there is one round of games to go. Well, you may not know, but uh, you'll know by now. Um, we have one get one week's fixtures to go, but this weekend's action, particularly down at the bottom, was uh, fairly significant in terms of uh, where teams are likely to end up. Um, Rich, I'm going to start with you, um, and you get the short straw, I'm afraid. PSG 4, Dijon nil. Um, kind of called this, didn't you? Um, I think, well, certainly Jez and and, uh, and yourself did at some point anyway in the last few weeks where it was kind of one of those, it could be 4-0, it could be 8-0, it could be 1-0, depends what PSG turned up. Um, but the goals from Di Maria, two for Mbappe and Cavani. Dijon, um, they're looking a little bit doomed with that result. Uh, second bottom, 31 points now. What uh, What's your sort of feelings around that, that particular game at the weekend? Um... Well, I think the minute that they were 2-0 down within five minutes, I think Dijon realised, well, let's just forget about this. <laughs> Let whatever the score is be, and we'll put all our eggs in that final week's basket. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was going to take something special. You know, we know PSG have been off the ball of late. Um, but, you know, the, the, the match where they were going to be awarded the trophy, they were always going to put on a little bit of a of a of an improved performance than what they have in, in recent games. Um, Dijon obviously struggled of late. They've got a couple of wins which have given them hope um, and have retained that hope going into the final week. But you know, to be 2-0 down inside five minutes when you're, you're facing as big a task as Dijon is, then I would be gobsmacked if Comboare and his players didn't just switch off for the rest of that game and put all their focus onto... Uh, you know their final match this weekend because you know, they, they all they've got to fight for now is the playoff spot, but they're doing that against Toulouse, who are now safe. So as Rich says, you've got to you you got to look to that really. Uh, uh, Toulouse as well, we were hammered as well at home by mm-hmm. by Marseille. Yeah. Um, which is quite the ignominy when you think about it, isn't it? Really, given <laughs> what they've been through. Well, with, yeah, exactly. But um, you know, Dijon. I mean, we'll come on to previewing, but I mean, this this very much was uh, a case of well, we'll play until we, you know, if we can if we can get to half time and it's nil nil, maybe we'll we'll continue and we'll look at pushing on to try and nick that point. Two nil down within five minutes. Nah, you're all right. We'll we'll. We'll write this game off already, and we'll we'll go all in on on Saturday week. 
Yeah, yeah, it does seem to be a, like you said, exactly that phrase, all eggs in, in one basket. So, um, Jazz, where does that leave uh, the, the other team that basically anything you can do, Dijon? Khan said, we'll do too. And they lost to Leon by four goals to nil at the same time. So it's it literally, as you were, goal difference the same in terms of the results. Um, Depay with a couple of goals. That's when you know you're having a bad day. Max Cornet and uh, Dembele, of course, had to score. Um, what, what about their perspective, Jez? What, what do you sort of feel from, from Khan there? They're kind of slightly in the driving seat, but maybe with half a steering wheel and two wheels. Uh, I feel for them a little bit because um, at half time they were they were pretty well placed. Mm. Um, I think it was it was still nil nil, yeah. and that that point would have been huge. Monaco apparently were they were a goal up, but uh, mm. if you're tempted by conspiracy theories, it was an absolutely blatant foul by Falcao, yeah. which. Um, which and, Gertner, and unexpected Rick from Gertner, yeah. yeah which Gertner let, let through his through his hands. Um, I do wonder if there was a bit of Russian money changing hands somewhere. But um, you know, even if that, even with that win, which apparently wasn't particularly deserved overall across the whole match from Monaco, um, had Car held on for a point, then then arguably could say that they, they'd have been going into the last match as, as favourites. And even if they'd only lost by possibly a, a single goal, there might have still been something to play for. But conceding four, um, you know, it, it means that kind of complete safety is, is, is almost certainly beyond them now. Because just, well, well, certainly certainly in terms of Monaco, they're not going to catch Monaco now. But I, well, I still th- there's the... Um, Samba penalty save in the first half really helped keep the spirits high, as you say, at halftime. It was still nil-nil with him having saved a penalty. And then it all just kind of collapsed in the second half. Well, I still maintain that if, if, if can't somehow survive, I think someone should from the LFP should, or UNFP should be sent to Mbappe's house to, to take the player of the year trophy away and give it to Samba. Mm. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, <clears throat> can't put themselves in the, in this situation as usual. But yeah, again, they're they're really showing some some decent fighting spirit, and I, I think I would expect them to win at the weekend. The only problem for them is that I would expect Anya to as well. Yeah, um, and but, Monaco. But the fact that seven goal swing would be needed. But the fact that Carr have found some some end of season form, if you know, even if they they have to settle for that 18th place. Um, obviously, it depends who who they who they play in the playoff. But they've got to feel that um, if they can maintain their recent form, then they, they, they've certainly got a chance of, of staying up. Whatever happens. Yeah, it, it was just sort of a weird, like you say, a, that Monica game particularly was a strange one because I I thought it, any other game it, it probably would have been given as, or I say any other game, majority of other games probably would have been given as a foul, and I didn't mm. think based upon what I saw, I didn't think Monaco were that great in that game either. Um, and, well, and, you usually expect, sorry to interrupt, but in, no, no, in L'Equipe, when they do the match ratings, generally the team that wins, everyone seems to get up to at least a point or two. It's very rare to see a winning team get less than five out of ten on average, which Monaco did. Yeah, and, and they've been quite lucky. I mean, against Nîmes, I think, last week, they were absolutely slaughtered. And, and yeah. came out of it with, what was that? I think it was just the one new defeat. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um, 
you know, goal difference wise, again, they got lucky there. Yeah. And if we, if we look at the situation as a whole, Phil, we'll come to you on this one. When we've got a uh, situation as it is now, um, I, th- I think we're all kind of thinking that, that Dijon uh, are going to have to, well, I mean, yeah. The we, best we they can get is the playoff. Yeah. Connor going to need Gangon to do something away at Amiens, which frankly, unlikely, don't think is likely. The one thing is that Monaco are at Nice. If Nice can pull themselves together a bit, then they could beat Monaco. But there's a um, seven-goal seven goal, mm. uh, goal difference uh, swing needed there. Yeah, and that I think that's too much. So I think Khan need to win the last game of the season at home, get the fans on side, and go into the playoff with you know with um, something something of an upward swing, something of a good run. I mean, before the Obviously, they were battered at the weekend, but they'd won um, three of the previous four and drawn the other one. They, they're they still in it. Um, mm. And so I think that's what they need to kind of hang on to at, at this stage. What was also interesting at the weekend was obviously the uh, clump for Europe has been sorted out with yes. all of the, the games that happened there. So obviously PSG are way ahead. Uh, Lyon way ahead. And Lille way ahead, sorry. Lyon, uh, with that uh, 4-0 win over Caen, have sewn up the qualifying place for the Champions League. And Saint-Étienne have sewn up fourth with their checks notes. Where is it? They won 3-0. 3-0 against Nice. Uh, yep. Chief and Berich one from home, so they're fourth. So they get the other uh, Europa League spot as well as the cup winners, um, Strasbourg and Rennes. So that's all done. So it's all going to be the bottom of the table and then jockeying for points elsewhere. Um, so I think we're going to be watching maybe one or two matches this weekend, mostly uh, Nice Monaco. Yeah, uh, to see what happens there. Indeed, yes, indeed we are, and also we'll be keeping uh, tabs on what happens in in Ligue 2, where this um, promotion playoff kicks off tonight um, between Paris and Lens. And then I think I'm right in saying that the winner of that faces Troyes. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. On the on the Friday, yes. So at five o'clock. So yeah, so you get um, one one team or one team comes through tonight's game faces the other team in that sort of final playoff position. Um, any particular favourites from those three teams? Does anyone have a, a view on that? Or is it too close to call? A kind of tiny part of me would like to see Paris get up just for the comedy value. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of like just... And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I just mean it would be... You'd have such polar opposites of the Parisian teams. It would be quite something when, when the two met, if not a close game. Probably not. But um, anybody have any other... Views, Trois or or Lons, any affections for either of those? I'm going Paris FC. That would, as you say, that would be good. It would uh, maybe put off some of the people saying, "Why aren't there any derbies?" Well, that would be the reason. There, there would be one. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I, I think I think we'd probably all quite like to see Paris up, but it, it's it, of the well, 
that I mean, we say coming up, of course, they've they've you know they've they've got to then beat whoever finishes eighteenth. Yeah. yeah. Which if it's Khan, they won't because Khan don't know how to die. Um, <laughs> so you know, it would be lovely to see Parry FC up. Um, but in terms of who's going to make it to that to that playoff against 18th place, it, it's almost certainly you would say going to be Trois. Yeah. Um, yeah. They 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 certainly look the strongest on paper. They have that recent you know, recent league and pedigree. They are one of a group of three or four yo-yo clubs. It seems mm. um, that never seem to to gain some a level of consistency in in their level. Um, float in between so I, I would imagine it will be Twire in there but if it's against Khan then I'm afraid as much as we'd like to see for only the only reason being they play such turgid football we'd all like to see Khan go down but they won't nah. they, they won't I made it a, a quite pretty if any Khan fans were listening uh, to a show I was on last night I made quite pretty quite an unfair but I, I maintained it was an accurate um Comparison uh, between Kant and a, and a certain indestructible insect. I was just going to say um, cockroach. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was ahead of that you was there. the exact <laughs> comparison I made. But I suppose that they're almost a bit like. Uh, what, like was, what was the, what was the night in What was the night in Monty Python? Was it the black knight? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the that black kept knight. Just having bits. Yeah, they just take knock after knock after knock. Yet they still keep going somehow and. Someone just needs to put them out of their misery and let them come back where they can play a bit of well, to be fair, positive their, football. Their second kit does look like they've been run over, and yet they're still with us. So I think in terms of in terms of leader, I think if there's any justice, I think Trois deserve it. Um, they've only lost one match this year, um, although that was at home to Paris. <laughs> um, Paris, for, for all the reasons you said, and it, was, it would be fantastic to have another Paris club in Ligue 1, but entertainment-wise, they wouldn't really be a great addition to Ligue 1 when you look at their own goals for and against. Um, they haven't really done it the, the most entertaining way possible, um, but they have had a great season as well, so it wouldn't be an injustice. Um, Lance, whatever... Can we just give some love to the promoted teams that come up this season mm. who are all safe, cheerful, and have been both impressive but also fun to watch. And so that's a, that's a nice kind of thing to have that we haven't at the moment got people coming up and going straight back down because they've are well managed, well organised, and change year, <laughs> yeah, possibly. But this year it's been fun. Yes, I, I was, I always I think it's quite nice. Brilliant when, when you've got clubs that that can come up and stay up, um, unless it's Burnley. Um, Burnley can go away. But yeah, I, I think most most times it's quite nice to see just new teams. Um, mm. I, I, I think especially when you've got teams that, that come up and stay up comfortably, not just clinging on to yeah. their... And they all have, because it was, you know, what, 7th, ninth, and 12th? That's yeah. pretty good. I mean, Strasbourg's form has been shocking recently, but they, they don't care. They've won a cup. They're in yeah. Europe. Yeah. Um, and they're in no danger at all. So, yeah, I think that's been uh, very interesting. And seeing the managers 
um, managing that situation has also been uh, really great to see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely well said. Um, well, we'll just uh, quickly run through the other results and there's just one other bit of league business that I want to attend to. Um, so, sorry, but for anyone who, who cares, there was a few other results um, from the weekend's action that really really don't mean a lot but we did mention that Lille clinched that second player or Champions League place with uh, a 5-0 demolition job on Angers uh, Ikone uh, of course Nicolas Pepe Jonathan Bamba Pepe with a penalty who's get his second and Luis Araujo with the fifth uh, and uh, Stefan Moulin has prolonged his contract until 2022 with Angers yeah so we're not getting rid of that anytime soon that's not always a bad thing. Um, we're also not getting rid of uh, Bordeaux and all their problems. They lost at home to uh, to Ram Sukyun Jung with the uh, goal inside two minutes. Uh, another defeat at the Atlantique. Not good for them, I think. Uh, Yaroslav Blazil in tears. Yes, bless which I'm sure whatever we think of Bordeaux at the moment, we don't want to see Blazil crying. They're they're um, they're one of those teams that you you sort of want to get their act together in the summer. I mean, forty yeah. on the table. Well, yeah. may, maybe not if you're <laughs> if you're a Ren fan. No, but yeah. Um, speaking of teams that will have to get their act together, obviously we know Gangomp have uh, have gone. Uh, they did draw two, although although they were two 0 up. Uh, Marcus Turam, who will surely leave the club, and Alessandro Mendy with the second before Repar, of course, and uh, L'Oreal legend Dennis Buanga getting the equaliser two in two minutes. I, 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 my timeline on Twitter was mostly the Liga Multiplex or Eurovision. So oh, I just what a combo. I, I didn't know whether Boanga had scored a goal or really nailed a key change. Um, <laughs> but it turns out that was a draw, so fair enough. Happy days. Uh, it was also a draw between Montpellier and Nantes. Uh, Koulibaly putting the away side in front for Florian Mollet. It was a pretty decent season, I think, overall mm-hmm. for Montpellier getting the leveller. Uh, in we the mentioned... 74th minute, which is the Lulu minute, I believe. So there you go. Nice. nice bit of symmetry. It's um, yeah. so annoying. We um, we mentioned Sanetian secured that place with the three 0 win over over Nice earlier on, and uh, Ren getting an away win. Rich, whatever next? Uh, Benjamin Buriga, who's uh, again another one who's had a decent season. I think whenever I've seen him, and uh, who knew with the late clincher for a nice. The Cooper Cup, as people were calling it. Yes, so. the Cup Winners Cup. Ah, I see what they've done there. Clever. Um, and of course, uh, this leads me nicely on to uh, the other little piece of bits I want to mention. Um, Marseille won a match, a football match, a real-life football match, uh, <laughs> by five goals, no less, uh, or 5-2, but uh, away in Toulouse. However, um, it would appear that um, things are changing in terms of Marseille's management. Uh, Rich, what can, you, what can you shed light on in this, uh, in terms of the Champions Project and the wheels coming flying off once again? Well, they've Rightfully or wrongfully, looks like they're going to be making Rudy Garcia the scapegoat. Um, yes, a massive chunk of blame for their poor performance year after year under his tenure. does sit with him, but um, those those above him will remain in jobs. And, and ultimately, it's those above him that, that remain significantly, chiefly uh, responsible, I think, for, for a lot of the issues at that club. Um, but at the minute he's still there, but people keep saying it's any day now that he'll he'll be gone. Um and then who knows? I mean they've they've mentioned some weird and wonderful names. Gabriel Ainze was was rumoured. 
Leonardo Jardim has been rumoured. Laurent Blanc has been rumoured. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're setting themselves up for a fall. Um, but yeah, as just, Jez just said, yeah, Claude Puel, who is looking for a job, that's your sensible appointment, um, which, which means it, it won't be the appointment. <laughs> it means it won't happen, yeah. Does it matter, Jez, who they appoint at this stage? I mean, I know I'm being a bit flippant there, but does it really matter, given what is above that manager and what is in that squad this summer? It matters to an extent, but the most important thing is the playing staff, which I think last, next season will look well. It should look very, very different to, to how it looks now. And it, it all depends who, who leaves and who they bring in. If they don't have much money and they don't bring in much money from, from players who are leaving, then then they could struggle again. Um, yeah, Garcia, I mean, arguably he's sort of... I feel sorry to, for him to the extent that he probably overachieved a little bit last year, so maybe expectations were a bit higher than they should have been this year. But he is one of those managers who seems to have a sort of second, third season syndrome. Um, that, yeah, he's, he can only get his players playing for him up to a certain point and then it kind of falls off a cliff. Um, but yeah, the bottom line is that I think the problems are higher up. I think coming off last season, which was a bonus for them, they, they really had a great chance to kick on with a good transfer window. Errol seemed to spend most of his time just picking fights with Leon and, and Nice and completely taking his eye off the ball. I'm not sure what Zubazaretta is there for. Um, and yeah, Garcia is paying the price for those above him. So they've got a huge job. Um, uh, I think Errol possibly w- was maybe, well, they, they, they've confirmed he's not going anywhere, but I think possibly his job is a little bit under jeopardy because he doesn't have the advantage of, of being his boss's tennis partner, unlike certain other clubs. Um, and, and he really needs to, to have a good summer, otherwise he's probably going to be out on his ear as well. But it will be at, at the expense of the club and another wasted season, I must say. Yeah. If, if only there was a certain Argentinian manager who just bottled the playoffs working in England that was available. I'm sure that would go really well. Maybe not. Uh, maybe. Talking of managers who fall off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah. Horses on their coffee. Yes, or, or both. Um, yeah, more on that another time, maybe. Um, right, okay. There was just, um, just before we move on, two other yes. pieces of managerial news. Ah, uh, yes. Um, is Gasset confirming his departure oh, from yeah. from Saint Etienne? Yeah, um, which I'm sad. It, it, yeah. It's it is sad that he's he's done that, and the reasons why it's 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 you know it's both sad and and quite lovely in a weird way. It's not it's not nice that obviously the reasons why he's moving to Mont, back to Montpellier because he wants to be near his family because he lost his wife, but. You know that he feels as though he's done his job now, and he just sort of wants to, to sort of go off into the sunset kind of thing. Um, but that that in turn looks like it's probably going to lead to an exodus of players from Saint Etienne, and then over at Lyon, they made the slightly predictable appointment of Janino as sporting director, and then the slightly unpredictable appointment of Silvino as as coach. Um, so. Yeah, that that is a is an interesting appointment. I think that can go, will go one of one of two ways. It'll be a a glorious success, and Olas will be absolutely lording it up, 
or it'll be an unmitigated disaster. Olas will be sure that he had nothing to do with this, that Silvino is very much Janino's choice to bring in. So mm. we'll, uh, we'll see how that progresses over the summer. I, I think with the, the Gassi situation, I mean, there's been talk that Nicolas at Montpellier has been in uh, touch with him over the past several months. In fact, but Montpellier have just come fifth. They don't have a lot of money. They don't have very good players. They need stability. So I think maybe Gassi just if you must come back to Montpellier, having having a rest would be would be good, but I don't really know how this is all supposed to pan out. But I know he was I know the intention was ever for him to take over from no. Zakari and it was one of those but jobs upstairs. They've been talking. Uh, that's the um, something that's come out, whether that's just, you know, uh, somebody making more of uh, polite conversation than they should have done. But yes. Well, he could come in as, as Desicarian's assistant and they could be the ultimate in a well, curmudgeon, couple, cu- curmudgeon couple on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Mon- Montpellier don't have a director of football because, you know, money. Um, so, you know, that. It could work if they could work together, but I think it Montpellier need to consolidate, mm. and that's an important thing uh, and, uh, going forward. And as for Leon, we can only just hope that uh, Silvino finds his passport that he lost when he was uh, when he when he when his time was at, at Arsenal. Anyway, there was uh, suggestions that uh, he didn't have the right documentation. Uh, allegedly, I'll leave that there. Um, um, but yeah, it'd be interesting I just, to see how that goes. Um, one other game we had at the weekend was obviously the Women's Champions League final mm-hmm. uh, in which uh, Lyon beat uh, Barcelona 4-1, going 4-0 up inside half an hour with goals from Jennifer Marajan and then a hat-trick from Ida Hegerberg uh, before Ashrala got uh, consolation back in the 89th minute. That's uh, OL's sixth Champions League trophy, their fourth in a row. They've just won their 13th straight uh, league title. Uh, Marajan, I believe, got the uh, award for the best women's player in the UNFB awards at the weekend. Um, so we're going to be seeing her, uh, hopefully, in the World Cup. We won't be seeing Ada Hergeberg for Norway. She uh, stepped back for uh, principal reasons recently, but Oh well, continuing to show their dominance as arguably the best club side in the world. Yeah. And it's one of those things that's like they could be pushed harder, but if you look at Divan this season, PSG did push them hard. It was um, a case of it came down to the games between them uh, for who won. And uh, so they haven't had it all completely all their own way as they have in some of the previous years but that was one of the biggest uh, Champions League wins after some of their uh, recent uh, victories against the German teams have been kind of nervy 1-0 wins uh, this this was um, comprehensive and so we uh, salute uh, the OL women's team but also it has to be said uh, Jean-Marie Orlas for uh, actually investing in that team early before other people, and that's why they're there. 
because they've got you know 20 years of good investment behind them and that means that they are uh, the most impressive team possibly in, in Europe but what's been really interesting to see over the past couple of seasons is Barcelona have come forward now they've got international players not just domestic Spanish players they are going to be there or thereabouts in future seasons the next couple of years I can definitely see them going again to the final of the Champions League and doing a, a, a better job this was a you know a kind of a harsh debut for them this season but they do seem to have the trust of the club and the investment of club and uh, an interesting mix of players now available to them and so I would say that Barcelona will be will become one of the teams to watch in women's football. Yeah, it was good to the, the, some of the press that uh, I think the BBC did quite a lot of press on the um, the Hechtberg, uh decision, and she got a lot yeah. of credit from from that from fellow professionals, which is always good to see when someone makes a stand, um, especially when you Hell consider yes. what goes on in in I the mean, modern game. From a, a personal level because I'm going to be going to see several of the matches at the World Cup. I'm gutted I won't get to see her. Yeah. But she's doing this for reasons that I completely understand and support her. And if someone of that stature makes a statement, that is something that is hopefully going to make a difference and have an impact. And that's, uh, that can only be a good thing. Yes. Well, do you want to say what the stand is? Uh, that she uh, refuses to play for uh, the Norwegian national team because of the pay disparity and various other issues to do with support of the respective men's and women's national teams. Makes you wonder, doesn't it, if, if more of this will happen in uh, not just sort of sport but you look at the, the film industry there's quite a big quite a big issue with that that's gone on over the years as well it does does make you wonder if these sort of things will spread throughout other sports and become it will sort of the it's almost like the the, the racism issues that we had previously where mm. was it um Boateng walked off the pitch yeah. when he was at AC Milan you do wonder if these sort of things will gradually start to sometimes yeah I think that's a good a uh, uh, a good kind of analogy that sometimes you have to walk off the pitch to get people to listen mm. or of course in in some clubs case uh, like the one i support maybe not travel yeah to a european final oh, it would we... appear that we are actually going to after all so it's just uh yeah i, I, find we, it I could do another 20 minutes on that but maybe later Yes, yeah. We find it bizarre, and uh, let's hope that no French clubs have uh, have any uh, get twenty finals that have any players where they can't travel there next year because that would no danger of that. No fair point. Um, right, let's um, have a little chat about some awards, shall we? And the fallout of them. Um, there was an award ceremony over the weekend last weekend. Um, which uh, saw the UNFP awards given out. Um, quite a few stories coming out of this. Um, first of all, I suppose we should should have a look at the um, the award winners themselves. Kylian Mbappe, probably not a big surprise to everybody, uh, scooping the double, if you will, the uh, Liga Player of the Year and the Young Player of the Year. Um, the best goalkeeper went to Mike Magnon. Uh, still a surprise to a lot of PSG fanboys who still think that Neymar carries Mbappe. <laughs> 
Oh, I'll come to that. I'll come to that. Um, goal of the season is Lorik Remy's. Um, and the, in fact, which goal was that? Because I didn't. Well, the only the other week. Oh, was fantastic. it? Crikey, yeah. Oh, to be fair, fair play. Um, the uh, team of the season. Now, this, actually, this is probably where I, I just want to discuss. Um, Manuel in goal. Okay, you can sort of. Fine. You, you can argue they, it, but yeah. They are the best defence in the league. Yeah. 30 conceded, <clears throat> PSG conceded 32. He's been awesome. He does the whole penalty save thing. Yeah, you, you can fine. see the argument there. Yeah. And I think the same can be said, Kenny Lala, yeah, fine with that. I'd, I'd, I'd still have Lopez ahead of him, but I don't. Yeah, yeah, and I'd probably have Walter Benitez ahead of Benitez was, was superb, yeah. <laughs> so, so other than the ones we also would have had, <laughs> um, I think we can all probably say that there's a fair enough argument for Furlong Mendy and Tango and Tange and Dembele. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd, I'd, la la, not again, not so much. These are, these are just minor, not quibbles, but then they're, they're not decisions I completely object to, but I think Atal could have. Could have been a good candidate there, so. yeah so I think here we're we're pretty much having you know other um, choices that we could argue <clears> with <throat> or choices that make our smoke come well, out of our ears well he, he's, we, we we've got those two things here I think Lala's very much argue and potentially the central defensive choices what? are the smoke ears. Well, I'm I'm torn a little bit. I, I think for the rest for the rest of the team, for those who haven't seen it, Mbappe and, and Nicolas Pepe, the forwards, um, along with Neymar, <laughs> uh, Angel Di Maria is in midfield, which I can sort of see because he has been very good at times this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Marco Verratti, uh, I'll come back to that in a second, um, and Marquinhos, I can sort of see because again has played in two different positions, was very no, good in Europe. But, but they've named him as a central defender. Yeah, so that's that's uh, that's that. my smoky ears thing. And then Thiago Silva, <clears throat> Jez's and best that's mate. my real smoky ears. Go Jez. Well, the one, the, the yeah, go on. You, you go with that one first, Jez, and then we'll come back to the forwards. Uh, I, I like Thiago Silva. You know, I, I think he's he's a very cultured defender who can't really defend brilliantly but that's another story which we've been over well, time how is he but then cultured how did well as in cultured in terms of how he plays how he plays uh, the game but i think um they i mean they're the two that i massively object to neymar again possibly i wouldn't have had him in but i fair enough i can see the the reasoning there but the two that i have big issues are verati and uh, and tiago silva mm. uh, Actually, I think that Thiago Silva has probably overall had his best season for a couple of seasons. But PSG, again, have been found wanting. I think he was found wanting in the, in, again in the match that mattered. He's, uh, I still think that one of PSG... You know, maybe it's not fair to, to, to judge his place in the, in the team, of the, or team of the year or not by these criteria. But he's the captain of the team that keeps going completely mentally missing. He has to take some responsibility for that. And just overall, again, maybe it's not fair to judge it in terms of sort of units, but I don't think the PSG defence necessarily deserve to have both of those positions. I think there's other candidates, um, Jose Font, Sumaro, Lille for a lot of the season as well. And there's other, um, Hilton, um, uh, Mendes, who's, who's, you look at Montpellier's record when when he plays as opposed to, to when he doesn't. 
um, and, and there's a huge difference. I just think there are much better candidates than Thiago Silva. Marquinhos I'm happy enough with, I do think he's a classy player, but yeah, I, I don't think the two of them should have been there. And I think um, definitely some, yeah, some players were, were unlucky to miss out. Yeah, I, I, I still have a bit of an issue with the Neymar one as well. And I probably leads me on to the, the other gripe I have this week. Um, Rich, where do you sit on this, this whole situation? I, as a player, um, genuinely, I enjoy watching him. Um, he's the sort of player that if I was to play against, I would, I would put up in the air several times a game because he would annoy the hell out of me if he tried to do tricks. But still, to actually watch as a fan when he's on the pitch and he's firing, fantastic. But he doesn't, let me put it bluntly, he doesn't seem to give a shit about <laughs> anything to do with Paris Saint-Germain <laughs> other than when he's actually playing football, which is obviously... I'm sure he gives a shit about anything except him and his sister. Well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> Um, he was pictured at, I believe it was a Rihanna concert or, or party or... Uh, fashion show, I think it was, or, oh, or pre-fashion show. Ah, oh, okay. Is, is that what the kids call that sort of thing these days? Um, but either way, this am I right in saying this was in Paris? Mm-hmm. This wasn't like he'd gone back to, to Brazil for the weekend or he was in the same country postcode um, and postcode I was going to say and in the same province as where these awards are it's surely somebody at PSG maybe I'm answering my own question here but surely somebody would go do you know what this isn't the greatest PR for our, mm. our, our best player and our marquee <clears throat> marketing tool to not even turn up to these awards um, we'll come on to his strike partners comments in a bit that's another angle but where do you sit on the Neymar situation? And is this the summer where they go, do you know what? It's not worth this. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement. It's not a good look. Stress, he wasn't the only PSG player not to, not to be in attendance. True, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, you are the high-profile name. You know, you are supposedly, as many will claim, I don't, you are the biggest player at PSG. You are the most important player. Um, and it's not like this was a one-off. He's done this before. He's missed tro- he's missed finals. He's missed, you know, trophy presentations because, you know, he's got a poker advert to record or, you know, he swans about when he's supposedly injured and, you know, the team are struggling with their key objective, in, i.e. the Champions League. He's swanning about, you know, showing off his latest bandana or whatever it is that he's got. He's got. Um, I, I just oh, think... that was lovely at the weekend. Really I was. just, I just think it's becoming tiresome now, and I genuinely believe that there are a section of PSG fans who are slowly coming round to that way of thinking. There are still the, the, the you know the, the newfangled fans who who believe that he is you know this second coming and he is untouchable and he's getting an unfair rap of of, of things. Well, you're the most expensive player in the world. You are supposedly up there with the very best in the world. I'm afraid you're going to be judged at a different level than the vast majority of the players. That, I'm afraid, comes with the territory. And his behaviour, his actions, I think, during his pretty much his entire time at PSG, this was just the latest in a long line of, of, of events along of this nature. And not becoming of a player that supposedly has that kind of title and you know, wants that kind of merit. Um, if I'm PSG and looking at their issues in their squad, I'm absolutely 
looking at cashing in on him this summer. They won't. I don't. I really don't think they will. But if I'm PSG and I'm thinking, right, FFP have really hamstrung me here, even though it's our own doing for spunking all that money on Neymar in the first place. But we we need a better squad. We we want to win the Champions League. We've got no midfield. We're struggling in defence. We need to rebuild. FFP mean tell us we can only spend this much money. That ain't going to do it. You could sell, you know, you look at selling Neymar now. Okay, you're not going to get the 220 million euros back, but I'm sure you could get 160 mil. I'm sure a club would come in and, and buy him if, if, you, if you spoke, you know, if you had a chat around. I'm sure you could. Meanwhile, Enrique today apparently seems to have said that he'd like to have a partnership with Lille um, uh, to uh, progress youth there in Lyon and uh, a lot of um, uh, possibly understandable uh, ballsy reaction from Lille going we're second you don't say that about the team that's second in Ligue 1 no. don't say they're your feeder club which is what was the um, the implication? It does seem to be going a little bit weird over there. I, I just um, I just don't I don't uh, understand the whole the, the, the PR side to me. I just yeah. Just, if you if you want a uh, more sweary commentary on that situation, go to Andrew Gibney's Twitter feed because <laughs> it's it's a joy right now, frankly. So yeah. Uh, uh, he is, they, they, they've, they've ultimately bought him because they want to succeed in, in the Champions League. You have to think of that that's the reason they bought him from a sporting perspective. Yeah. And unfortunately, that he has been worked. he has been he has been injured at the crunch time in both seasons in the Champions League. He has missed those key games when PSG have needed him most. I would argue it's it's not worth it. It just isn't for me. It's not worth it. The money that you could get for Neymar would fill three, four, maybe even five holes in that squad and would actually, I think, make you a net better team. Yeah, because if they're expecting him to turn for, you know, two, three crunch games a season, no, if you use that money to buy other players and strengthen the squad as a whole, as you say, they're going to be a more cohesive unit and therefore they're going to be better placed to deal with things like, you know, Manchester United rocking up and taking them apart. So... No, that was... I was just stopping with so... Yeah, no, just every time someone... someone Every time I question Neymar being there, I get loads of abuse. How can you say he's a load of rubbish? I've never said he's a load of rubbish. He's an absolutely amazing player. But they'll win Lee Gow without him. And I'm not sure that they will win the Champions League with him. Partly, as Rich said, it's not his fault. But he's been injured when it's counted for the last two years. Which, frankly, again, through no fault of his own, I think makes his, his signing a failure. Because that is effectively what he was signed for. Secondly, in a way, good luck to him. If the, if the club are letting him run riot, do what he wants, go back to Brazil when he wants, party whenever he wants, you know, 
all, all power to him. But in terms of both bringing players in, but also I just think improving the harmony in the in the team. We'll come to Mbappe in a sec, but that there's there's rumours that one of the sort of veiled demands that Mbappe was making was don't sign any more Brazilians and <laughs> may, or, may or may not have had Coutinho in mind. But clearly this Brazilian clique within the club is a big, big issue. And the way that Al-Khalifi lets them do what they want is an even bigger issue. And it's actually, I think, fascinating if Mbappe is speaking about, out about that kind of thing because he was the one player that seemed to be able to straddle the two cliques and be quite close to, to Neymar. Um, if he, if even he is kind of um, sort of separate, separating himself from that, then I think the problems go go even deeper than than a lot of us thought anyway. Yeah, well, that that sort of segues me nicely on. Let, let me stick with you for a second, Jez, on the Mbappe situation after the award ceremony. He, it was almost like he sort of just just dropped a few bombs and 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 then ran out, going, "Ha, ah, deal with that." Um, he essentially made comments that alluded to the fact that he may be looking for more responsibility and and more of a a challenge and and potentially, you know, opportunities could be put his way. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Is this just a little light flirting with certain clubs that have to rebuild this summer, or is this genuinely PSG have a bit of a fight on their hands to keep their star asset? Do you think? I don't think they have a fight on their hands yet. I think that there's lots of ways of, of reading it. Um, uh, first of all, from his point of view, he's actually received quite a lot of criticism for doing it, and I think a lot of people think it was quite a crass thing to do. Certainly, the the, the time and the place. But at the same time, I think it was quite clever. The reason he did it, I think there might be an element of sort of keeping his options open because he, a while back, he, he made it clear, I want to stay at PSG. And then kind of a week later, his his hero signed to become the manager, to return as manager of the club that he's always said he wanted to play for. So there might be a little bit of, oh, I, should, you know, I should have kept my mouth shut when, when I'm committing my future to them. And, Sort of maybe opening that 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 jar that door a little bit, but I, I think probably it's it is what it it is what it is it is what he said. Like he he does have a bit of a chip on his shoulder about how he's still the little kid, albeit a very talented one. And you look at the fact that Neymar wasn't there. You look at the fact that Neymar wasn't there last year. You look at the fact that Neymar wasn't there in the matches that mattered. Cavani was out for a lot of the season as well. And in fact, they scored 40 goals across the season, 32 in the league. First Frenchman to do it since the 60s. So you can understand why he's thinking, no, I'm sure he's not short of a penny or two. He's, he is a huge, huge star. But if he wants a bit more say in the changing room if he wants to be seen as a bit more seriously I can understand that and I think he he's deserved the right to to claim that kind of thing maybe it wasn't the right place to do it but the fact is everyone knows he's the obviously apart from Lineker who thinks it's Rashford he's the most exciting most talented young player in world football he's already achieved pretty much everything there is to achieve there's only a a couple more things that, that are on his to-do list and he's entitled to say I'm going to do this somewhere uh, mm. I'd like to do it at PSG but if you don't give me the whatever it is the teammates the backing the serious structure the, the club psychologist whatever it is to make sure that I get to achieve those goals Champions League Ballon d'Or then I'll go somewhere else for it yeah 
Yeah, sorry, that Rashford line's just finished me. Uh, I, I, I love the, the idea that Mbappe has a to-do list. And I am now imagining the to-do lists of multiple off. other football players. Yeah. And, and that's amusing. Um, I, I, I'm just, I'm very torn because I, I genuinely, I, I do genuinely think he's got all the attributes to be, you know, the, the greatest footballer in the world in the next three to four years. But with that comes attitude. And it's a weird one because if you look at the two greatest players in the world right now, they both got attitudes. They both got arrogance. They both got a lot off the pitch going on, uh, probably more on the tax fronts than anything else. But even so, no. they've still got plenty of things going on, you know. And, and I just, I, I just think with Mbappe, it's almost as, as you've all said that he has to keep the focus on the football at this stage of his career. And I think the biggest problem PSG have. Um, well, I say biggest problem. One of the biggest problems is the longer they are not considered a serious club, i.e. haven't won the Champions League, people will, will go down the, the old farmer's line, you're only scoring goals in the farmer's league. And that will be the stick that he's beaten with. And that's probably why you'll look at the likes of Real Madrid or go, well, come and play in a big league, you know, and you can prove everybody wrong. And that's, that's the issue PSG face. But then that's up to them to sort out. So... It's one that will run and run. Just one other quick thing from the awards. I just wanted to quickly drop in. Um, best French player playing abroad, Karen Benzema. Um, oh, that happens really? every year. Yeah. I, I, is, is this a bet that this happens every year? Or, I mean, bless him. But really? Wow. Um, answers on a postcard as to who you might think should be uh, worthy of that award. Um, actually don't because there's probably isn't a, a post been big enough. I think all that. the nominations are disappointing. Yeah. In, in a season where they've all done okay, but none of them have done anything special. No. It would have been nice to have seen some different names like, I don't know, a Halla or. Yeah. Uh, Dean, look at Dean. Even a Dean. Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah. yeah. Most, yeah. Uh, most assists, I think. Yeah. Did um did Laporte make the list? Nope. Nope. Well, there's another one. Um, yeah. Well, that know. maybe takes on to Didi's France squad. It does man. indeed. It was almost like I meant that, wasn't it? Elizabeth? Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Where? Um, <laughs> yes, we have had the French squad. Um, I'll start with you, Phil. Any surprises from that? Well, the whole Lacazette. Yeah. I just, I, I want to throw things on behalf of Lacazette. I know... The, the way Diddy's got things set up means it's structurally difficult. And he did speak about, I think, Ben Yedder having had such a great um, season. But what else can the man do, frankly? I mean, you know. Patrick in the Europa <laughs> Cup final. Become a right back. I think uh, Bill Agassi on Twitter was before the Valencia game, uh, said, yeah, just look at this for, uh, you know, what happens when Lacaz doesn't get his next call-up. It is, uh, it is, it is gutting. I know there's a system, but you can't be that wedded to a system that you pass up a player that good. And that committed and that consistent as well. 
I disagree with his decision. I would definitely have Lacazette in. Uh-huh. But I think that people are disrespecting Ben Yedder by focusing so much on yeah. that. He has had a fantastic no, season. No, he has. He definitely has. And also, I love to see that man smile. Um, but the whole situation about this has been... It is frustrating. The other thing we've had is Long, uh, Clement Longley obviously has got call up and Emirate Report has not. And people are people are losing their minds. Bitching about that because oh. I think Longley has played about half as many games as Laporte, but he's had more to do and he's done more with it, which I think is what Didi said. And if you just look at his history, he came from, he, he's at Barca, he was at Sevilla. Previously, he was at Nancy. Mm. To have come up that far, he is an old head on young shoulders. Uh, very much. He's a very, very measured and responsible and clever player. Yeah. And I think it's just quite clear that for, certainly for Laporte and I think for Lacazette as well, Riley or Romney, this is Deschamps doing his usual, saying it's not just about ability, it's also about personality and attitude. Yeah. And, but he know you know he knows better than us. Lacazette, I feel sorry for because this all seems to still be the consequences of a of a very bad tour in 2013. He's grown up a lot. A lot has happened since then, and I do hope he still gets a chance. Laporte as well. Whether it you know, whether it's the stuff that Samuel said about him in the under 21s, which is still bizarre because he said his attitude wasn't great yet. He made him his captain. And um, he said whether a lot of other stuff that, that some of us have problems with. So. There's also rumours that um, he doesn't get on with Griezmann and possibly Griezmann, Griezmann has had a say in not being in the team, which certainly wouldn't be the case with Lacazette because they're clearly good mates. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever the reason, I don't think it's just football players. No. But no. Long, but, I mean, again, Longclair also back, deserves his place. You can't say that Yeah, yeah. Uh, and looking back a couple of years, I, I, Longley was on um, Canal Football Club which is a late night kind of football show in France. And he was just about to leave Nancy to go to Sevilla. And I think he was the Nancy captain at the age of 20 or something ludicrous. And Nancy weren't very good, but he was the one holding them together. Mm. He has always been a very mature and measured person, uh, both playing and talking. And I do think that, plays uh, a big part in this decision as well that he is not someone you can rattle or panic yeah which yeah. is useful it's what it's, it's definitely sort of one that that is, is left debated i mean from my perspective i i don't understand the lacazette thing either but that's because i'm a massive fanboy i'm not going to hide that um but everybody knows it anyway but yeah i just I did just i do just find it a bit of a strange a strange uh decision <laughs> attitude and whatnot you know does come into it so um it, it is one of those situations where if uh, if it all works out well um nobody will say anything it's when things go wrong that everyone starts going why didn't you pick x y and z um but yeah hey ho uh, let's, let's just hope it wasn't laporte that dropped the premier league trophy off the balcony yesterday um that wouldn't go well um we should mention the uh games that france have got coming up because there's three of them 
the second of June, they play Bolivia in a friendly, which I assume is at the PDP. Uh, Nantes. Oh, is it Nantes? Is it? See, yeah. that's what assuming does. I should never do this. Um, and uh, then you've got two Euro qualifiers, uh, which are certainly not in France. They're in Turkey and Andorra. Um, the eighth of June, which is a Saturday, they go away to Turkey, and Andorra is played on Tuesday, the eleventh. Um, it's weird, isn't it? It doesn't feel like we've had a break from international football. I suppose it's that whole, what's that Mickey Mouse thing that's played at Nations League, isn't it? Um, yeah, we, we don't compete in things like that. We leave that to England. Oh, look at me being salty. But um, yeah, it does feel like we've got sort of internationals to get back into again then. Any sort of thoughts on the European qualifiers? Do you, Does anybody see any issues coming through this group? I can't really. Maybe Turkey away a little bit of a banana skin but it's France in qualifying it won't be pretty it won't be fun won't be nice to watch it'll be <laughs> it'll stress, be stressful painful horrible awkward yeah um, all of the above yeah. France France really struggled against Andorra in both matches yeah that's true for qualifying for Euro 2000 as world champion yeah one of them I think it was like an 84th minute of a penalty or something <laughs> memories <laughs> And I mean, I'm I'm mostly just worried about the World Cup and how uh, France and the USA will probably meet in the quarterfinals. So I have that. no emotional space for anything else. I don't even want to think about what that World Cup's going to be like with the timings and the the whole half the season break and oh it's going to be carnage. But we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I should say just for those who um, may not know. We've already played two games in this European qualification section. France and Turkey are both top. Uh, both have won both games. France have scored four in both. So all is well with the world. Um, if, you, if they can get another two wins in those those games, you would think they'd be all but qualified even at this early stage. So we will. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll cover those when we uh, get to them. Um, the latest score, Lance winning 1-0 and my mate Thierry both have scored. Damn you, I was just going to say, I'm just going to check the score before we go. And that's where you slide in seamlessly. Uh, so, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll obviously let you know how that one shakes out. By this time next week, we'll, of course, know who's um, or who's got through and who's played in the final game on Friday. So, uh, at the moment, it looks like it's going to be Lons against Trois. But we League should... third goalkeeper of the season is already conceded after six minutes. Ah, ouch. It's almost like a jinx. It's almost like a jinx, doesn't it, when that happens? Um, right, okay. I think we will leave it there. Um, we've, uh, we've, we've talked you to death for an hour, so hopefully we've uh, given you some, some things to chew on. Uh, we'll be back next week to, uh, to cover the final games of the season, by which time, as I say, we should know a little bit more about who has gone down, who still has one game left, etc so we will cover that when we get there um but uh, just amazed me to thank my guest for this evening so thank you to rich thank you very much and thank you to jazz thank you and thank you to phil thank you and as i say we'll be back next week as usual not sure what day but keep an eye on the twitter feeds and uh we will be looking for your questions probably in the next couple of weeks um as we will start to run out of well naturally football so if you have got questions or if there's any sort of transfer bits and bobs that you might want us to discuss let us know and uh, we'll try and cover those but until next week uh, enjoy your last weekend of french football and we'll speak to you then thank you for tuning in <laughs>